You're doing well for yourself. Well, Potsidon is really taking off. <laughs> <laughs> what else we have going on here? A building in Akron, Akron, Ohio, was evacuated after someone spotted something that looked like a pipe bomb. It was a four-foot-long aluminum stick with duct tape at both ends, and the word kaboom was written across it. Um, turns out there was no reason to be scared. It was a walking stick. It was a man's walking stick. It belonged to a 66-year-old man named James Kaboom. <laughs> now, he goes by James Kaboom. Apparently, according to Ohio State Records, his full legal name is Natural Hunka Kaboom. <laughs> Natural Hunka Kaboom, apparently of Polish origin, shortened from Kaboomski. <laughs> Um, but he's a resident of Akron. Uh, he describes himself as a street minister to the blind, crippled, and mentally ill. This James Kaboom is James a, Natural a Hunka, modern day saint. Natural Hunka Kaboom. <laughs> Kaboomski. Hey, what's up, Natural? Yeah. H U N K A. Pipe bomb. Oh my god. I could one. I could see why people would be a little bit unnerved. It's just his walking stick with his yeah. name written across. Kaboom written across it. It, they weren't like explosive letters, did it say? It was his walking stick. I mean, uh, presumably other walking sticks look like this. Duct tape at both ends, though. Kind of a beat-up walking stick. Yeah. I think that I want to get natural hunk of kaboom on the show. You think Just I should, you think I should fly him down? You fly him on down so he can be on Potsidon? Send him a letter. 66-year-old man, he could, make the, he could make the trip for sure. He could. That's barely old age. He's only in Akron, Ohio. I guess that's, yeah, that's not that far away. It's only barely old age. What would we talk that's, about on Podsidon? I don't know. Oh, that'd be a hell of a show. That would be the best episode ever if I got natural, natural hunk of kaboom on the show. <laughs> pretty, pretty good stuff. Did you know that Ozarka Water was named different things in different regions of the country? Of just like the United States of America? Well, and also Canada. Okay. But it's all owned. Nestle is the parent company. That is true. You know that, okay. Mm-hmm. And Ozarka is one of their varieties. And they also have Poland Spring. Uh, Arrowhead is out in California. Zephyr Hills is out in Florida. Ice Mountain is kind of in the Midwest. All these sound refreshing. Yeah. Montclair is in Canada, apparently. Deer Park. I was about to say Deep Park. (laughs) No. All right. Deer Park. (laughs) Deep Park, Maryland. (laughs) Yeah. It's the sequel to Deep Impact. (laughs) Deer Park, Maryland. Those are all products that nestle bottled that that's nestle's bo- and Ozarka. Nestle also owned dasani water or is that that's coke that yeah okay there we go um and aquafina's pepsi huh they have different names for the waters though they have they have all those names based on the region of the country i wonder if it's just like to market to the people they feel it's like a, a marketing strategy or well, i think zephyr hills Z-E-P-H-Y-R. Sounds, sounds awesome. Fucking badass. It does sound pretty badass. Zephyr Hills. It's like a sonic level. What is that? Emerald Hills? Emerald, Emerald Hills. Was I just think like clouds know. and moisture. It sounds, like I said, refreshing. <laughs> All of them sound refreshing. Podsidon. Clouds and moisture. <laughs> <laughs> now, they Nestle has a new product that I want to tell you about. All right. Resource Spring Water. Resource. Like R, capital R-E, capital S. So, you know, resource oh, like that. Resource. resource, okay. Gotcha. Part of an like a environmentally friendly, this is like recycled green water initiative. Okay, it's more than hydration. It's electrolytenment. <laughs> <laughs> the natural way to hydrate your body, nourish your mind, and sustain your soul. 
Yeah. yeah. You see, you drop a little alliteration in there at the end, and they just they're, everyone's sold. Yeah. I'm going to sustain my soul with resource. The bottle has, like, plus... I, I haven't seen one in a store yet, but I was on their website. The it's bottle... Like green cap. It's got... I probably... It's got plus signs all over. It was, like, religious iconography, I thought at first, but it's, like, it's plus signs all over the bottle. Like, little sparkles. Mm. Resource. Electro-lightenment. Yeah. Mm. I hate those feelings that come with, like, uh, like the ideas that come to mind when I think about, like, green initiatives and movements. And I always think of, like, smiling people yeah. holding hands. Or, organic. Yeah, yeah, organic stuff. Meditation yoga. It, it all gets thrown yeah. together. I think it's bad that I think of Transcendental. yoga. Transcendental. Like, yeah. I was like, I don't want to make those two, like, in the same You're connection. saying yoga and... The green, some sort of green. Yeah, move. It's, I, it's I all feel, part of I that. Feel like, I feel like now that getting in you know, touch with like your body is your is your environment yeah, is you're your helping, you're helping the world in oh, yourself. You're one with everything. Well, everything's one with everything else. <laughs> We're not though. Everybody is separate and unhealthy, and the environment sucks. Yeah, it's just another initiative. They still have to make these stupid plastic bottles. I don't care if they recycle all of it. It's just, uh. the environment is dying, and all of us are dying. It makes me actually feel News a little flash. bit dirty. Right. Yeah. Organic. So they, they don't wash the, like, the cow shit off of it. That's organic. <laughs> I will say some of their food is good. Free roam chickens. I actually can't taste the difference. But yeah, it sounds say, cool. Like, it sounds cool. When it's all cooked, I don't think you actually... Free roaming? Yeah, free roaming chickens. Like, they're, they're not, like, pinned or whatever. Oh, they don't keep them in the cages, yeah, right? I guess, like, the farmers just let them have, like, a little area of grass and feed without, like, getting shots. The, the who lets them do what? The farmers. You said pharmacists. Did I say pharmacists? <laughs> <laughs> the pharmacists who keep chicken. <laughs> this is a crazy drugstore with all these chickens running around on the floor. Just going in to pick how up about, a prescription. How about free roaming chickens that are on the floor of the pharmacy? Yeah. I go into a Walgreens. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That'd be gross. I don't want to pick any medicine from like a chicken pharmacy. Just everywhere. Yeah. I meant farmers. Okay. Farmers. Yeah, farmers. Chicken they farmers. The, they have the free roam animals. And the idea is that that makes the, makes the animal yeah. more satisfying and thus the animal has is better meat or better eggs or whatever. I guess there's one other stipulation to it, that they don't get like the standardized inoculation. There's no cruelty to not, the animals. Yeah, there's no hormone treatment, anything like that. They're not trying to get a better yield from the animal. You can have your plump, <laughs> like genetically altered chickens and cows. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the real pill is. Uh, let me tell you. It all tastes delicious. Tell it me. all comes out as poop. So... Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I spend as little money on food as possible as I can, as you know. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not into that organic stuff. Cool. It seems like it'd be less money if it was organic because it's treated less. Why is organic stuff more expensive? I don't know. Going to a Whole Foods, you know, a, a bag of lettuce is like $7. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, you made, like, organic and, like, green the brand, so you're just paying for that, like, extra. It's stupid. Yeah, you feel healthier. It should be cheaper. They're doing less to the food. The labor that goes into the food is less. That food should be cheaper. I guess it's essentially supposed to be better for you, but... It probably is. It probably Because God knows we ingest so many chemicals every day. Yeah. How many... I've ingested 700 chemicals already today. I didn't probably, even eat yeah. this morning. Just in the air. Probably, yeah. You're just having on whatever. Oh, I had something I wanted to tell you about. Well, I had a few things, actually. Okay. As related to uh, music. I watched a video... Of 
so I was reading, I don't know, somehow I, I was reading about Jimi Hendrix. I think I was on one of my Wikipedia binges about like people who died. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I got, because I'm a maniac, I sit there in front of my computer and I read about death because I can't stop. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away. Yeah. And I'm sure I started with some, nothing related to Jimi Hendrix at all. Eventually I wound up on the circumstances around which he died. And I'm pretty sure I've done this binge before. I know all this already, but I, I want to give myself another reason not to be able to go to sleep. I don't know why I do this, but I got to Jimi Hendrix on the Dick Cavett show, mm-hmm. which was a, I don't know if you've ever seen that clip no. of that or anything. There was a variety show in, well, in the late 60s, early 70s. Jimi Hendrix was on there shortly after having done Woodstock. It was crazy. The man, I, I guess I'd never seen video footage of him before, like in an interview. I've, of course, I've seen music footage of him, mm. but never in an interview. The guy is like a space alien. I mean, he really is. He's like, he is so far, he is so not in our universe. <laughs> I mean, of course, he's doped up on everything. Yeah. And on all kinds of substances. But, mm. but it's more than that. It's like he, he's li- he literally talked like he was an, a- like an alien <laughs> visitor. Dick Cavett would ask him like a normal, reasonable question. His questions are, were a little more in-depth than like talk shows now. I guess that was just the trend of the time was that it would get a little more in-depth. But he would ask him questions about like, you know, what inspires him, where the music comes from. And Jimi Hendrix would – he would start to go off into this crazy story about like the universe and like – I think at one point Dick Cavett asked him about, because he was a paratrooper, at one point Dick, asked, Dick Cavett asked him what it was like being a paratrooper, how that affected him. There was no answer. Like, he would never answer the questions that were put before him. He would give some answer to some question, presumably what was on his mind, which was a completely different thing than what Cavett had asked him. <laughs> the man was a complete space alien. It was really striking. Like, if anybody behaved like that now, it would be absolute panama... In, like celebrity culture as it is now, if anyone behaved like that, I mean, it was like Joaquin Phoenix a few years back. The man was insane. Yeah. But, I, but people were like, I guess that was the norm for Hendrix. People were like into that at the time. Oh, yeah, man. Just like the, the universe and like life and music. <laughs> I mean, he was f- far out as the phrase went back then. He was, <laughs> he was way far out. Um, Mike Love of the Beach Boys. Okay. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? No. I guess this is kind of new. This, is, this one is actually news. Mike Love, um, founding member of the Beach Boys, he wrote an open letter to the LA Times. And when I say a letter, I mean like in the Charlotte Bronte, like Victorian sense. Like this was a long, long letter. I didn't read the whole thing. I couldn't. I didn't have seven days. Yeah. But it was about their past and their origin and Brian Wilson and the new tour they're on and like – I guess some drama that had gone on on the new tour. I don't even know. I didn't, I didn't care about all that. Yeah. But I pulled a few quotes out that I wanted to sh- from the thing that I wanted to share with you. Just a few snippets from the letter. We wrote songs together that have been woven into the fabric of this nation. Our songs are in the DNA of America. <laughs> what began as three brothers, a cousin, and a friend jamming in a living room in Hawthorne is now a major enterprise complete with lawyers, managers, agents, children, and grandchildren. Seems really defensive. You okay, Mike Love? Um, <laughs> and then he goes on, and at the end of it, he plugs like one of their new songs, and he literally lists like lyrics from one of their new songs about the end of summer, some bullshit, I don't know. <laughs> and then he says, So I had an epiphany. 
The Beach Boys are bigger than those who created it. When all of us remaining founders have turned to dust, the band will live on in the hearts of those who relish the sounds of summer. So you see, summer's never really gone, and neither are the Beach Boys. Mike Love, stop! <laughs> stop writing letters to the LA Times. Yeah. What is he talking about? No. When was the last time you heard anybody under the age of 70 listening to a Beach Boys song? <laughs> I mean, everybody likes them. Yeah. The DNA of America? Yeah, I don't Dude, know Lady Gaga is the DNA of America. Like, I've never... When I, I've not heard of the Beach Boys in 50 years. What is he talking about? I don't see people, like, on the beaches, like... <laughs> I like how you talked about that he had lawyers. Why, 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 why do you need I mean, to I'm acknowledge sure, that? I, she was probably... He was defen- like you said, he was defensive about some... You know, there's always been that long-standing <laughs> thing with him and Brian Wilson. Okay. Brian Wilson being the actual artist in the group and him being some stooge is... I don't know whether it's true or not. That's, like, the... Brian Wilson is the, the architect of Pet Sounds. Like, he's the one who's famous for being, like, the artistic one. Okay. But whatever. I don't even care about all that. I am, at most, a casual Beach Boys fan. Yeah. I like some of their... Everyone likes some of their songs. Yeah. Fine. But Mike Love, that was give, a little, it a, give it a yeah, rest. A bit much to say about himself. He has a lot to say. The Beach Boys. Yeah. How many pages was the letter? Well, it was online. I don't know. But oh. it was like... Yeah, you're right, though. I'm sure he hand-wrote it because he's 70 million years old. <laughs> I'm sure he hand-wrote it to the LA Times and, you know, like, put a stamp on it. No one does that anymore, either. It's unfortunate. That's unfortunate, you think? I do. I, do. Oh, you want... I think it's cool. I'd I like to get letters and read them. You want to get letters? I'll I, want, I want someone to come to my door and be like, Dear sir or madam, stop. That's a telegram. I want a telegram. You want a telegram? I want a telegram and letters. I want letters and telegrams. Why would they say to you, dear sir or madam? Why would they, are, they, are they not sure what your gender is? In my mind, oh, I imagine okay. that's how all telegrams start. It doesn't matter what the gender of the recipient is. It doesn't is. They matter all what start... the name is, what the no. gender is. Dear sir or madam. Every telegram starts like that. Yeah. In my mind, that's how it all works. What would you get a telegram about, do you think? Anything. When you're a doctor in the Old West, dear the sir. The weather is nice today here in rural Pennsylvania. Right. I don't know. Anything. Rural Pennsylvania? It's a long Are you telegram. an Amish? Tele- would they? <laughs> they wouldn't use a telegraph, though. Oh, they don't have technology. So. They don't have even. No, they would ride on like a carriage to go tell like their cousin Jebediah how the weather was. I wonder if they use telegraphs though. Probably not. No telecommunications of any kind. I guess. I imagine. Yeah, I don't think so. There has to be a cutoff, right? I mean, they have to have some technology. Yeah, surely Amish people have read, integrated like, into society. Books yeah, and... they probably use electricity these days. I don't think so. I thought they were fully cut off from all that. I bet they have like lights. I, I bet they don't just like use candles still. Okay. Maybe like real old Amish people, but I bet like well, Amish grandchildren are probably like, we can at least turn on lights. I thought it was all one community, though. Maybe. Maybe. I, I are don't know. Are there scattered Amish communities, or is it just one I, I think there's scattered Amish communities. Zone. Okay. There could be. So one community could be like the old guard? Yeah. With like candlelight? Like <laughs> the written, old guard Amish. Like, like written books. <laughs> handwritten, like, you know. Yeah. A book is like a rare thing. And then the new guard is like, yeah, light bulbs, printed yeah, materials. They're, they're like more literate than the old Amish. I guess. They have to adapt somewhat. I mean, they learn about technology. Yeah. They're educated about it. They're, they would walk, you know, well, I don't, they don't go to stores. But occasionally, yeah, they, 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 you'll no, see they go like, into um, town. They go yeah, into, so they would see people with like cell phones. They, they're not like, no, what I mean, is this strange device? But I mean, like children who wouldn't go into town, I'm saying. Like, they're not brought up in total, like, 
a bubble of isolation. Could you imagine the culture shock if they were? That'd be... What if they went to Paris and had Paris syndrome? <laughs> they probably, if, if they, they they'd probably Paris, never seen romanticized Paris. If they went... Well, that's true. But still, they're probably, they're probably very polite people, very nice people. If they went to Paris and were accosted by a rude waiter who, like, spit in their lasagna or something, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they would have... You would have three Amish people and 12 Japanese tourists all having a meltdown together <laughs> in some mental asylum in Paris. There's your sitcom. Yeah. Um, well, that'd be pretty sad. But Well, it'd be awfully sad, sure. <laughs> it would be awfully Thanks, sad. Thanks, David. <laughs> Bring, here we're making fun of Amish people on my comedy podcast. <laughs> hey, well, that's hilarious. Those Amish. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, moving on from that. All right. The only other thing I can think of was a man in New York. I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, he is not. a scavenger. And he claims, well, I guess he actually did make like $819 and some change, which I don't remember the exact amount of the change, in six days collecting bits of jewelry that had fallen into the cracks of sidewalks on, like on streets by jewelry stores. So he would just go and scout out and pick up little flecks of gold or like small diamonds that have you know been dislodged from rings or He's, whatever okay and he makes a profit out of that and he has like a you know a decent home and he sustains himself this way now he doesn't he didn't just do this one time and got lucky yeah i think like a, i don't know score yeah i don't know if it's like his entire livelihood but for the most part <laughs> i think he's making a lot of money doing this his day job yeah but my question is, now that he's revealed this, everyone, that yeah, you can make... the jewelry stores are going to send, like, goons out to harass him. And not Yeah, not just that, but what about people who, who intend to capitalize on it? Like, oh, you mean I can just go scour the streets? So he's going to go to his, you know, normal place to go scour for jewelry, and it's already going to be picked by, like, somebody else who has read this article. Because apparently anyone can do it. Just go out there with some tweezers and look in the cracks for a few hours. But I just thought that was pretty impressive that he was able to make almost $1,000 in six days. Just from picking stuff out of the streets. You think people would see what he's doing and then do it themselves? I'm pretty sure a lot of like, people like see him like, what is that man doing? They just, they don't know what he, yeah. Does he go around with like a magnifying glass or something? Or I think he, he has a little, he, have, like, he looked he to be gear, like, gear, like, he has He didn't look like he, a weirdo. He looked to be in like impeccable shape. He's wearing a cutoff and like some jeans or some tight clothing on the bottom. And he was just like haunched over getting stuff out the sidewalk, I think with tweezers. So really small stuff. Yeah. But okay. valuable. Why did he reveal this whole this approach to me? I bet enough people have asked questions like, what are you doing? Somebody saw him as like, maybe he's trying to parlay it into a reality TV career or something. I maybe. Don't know. See, that, that seems to be the real deal. And he will. Breaker. He'll succeed. I mean, if Honey Boo Boo can make I, it, I know I'm sure TV, you've seen yeah. of Honey Boo Boo. I don't, I've only heard of it. I don't really God, know. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch this show. I feel it is everything that's wrong with this country. What is it? Just tell me what it is. It's just like, apparently it's like Give me, a, an Let me offshoot. have the meltdown right now. Just tell me what it is. Yeah, it's an offshoot. There used to be like Dance Moms, I guess was the original show. Of course. Of course. So this, now they're on Dance Moms 12. Yeah. Like now so this, you fuck the moms while yeah. they dance or This something. obese, pudgy child has a reality show. And they follow her disgusting family. Her mother is like 400 pounds and like 5'5 five five or something. I don't know what her last name is. I call her June Boo Boo, but her first name is June. And... They are so disgusting. They can't speak very well. They have to have subtitles on the show because they can't speak. They can't articulate normal words. But the only thing... Are they just so, like, hicked out, like... Yeah, like Honey Boo Boo's dad is Sugar Bear. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. But the worst thing is the mother... This is the only reason why I bring this up is the mother has what she calls forklift foot. 
where a forklift ran over her foot and she keeps a sock on it because it's disgusting. <laughs> All right. So they went to go get their nails done. And so oh, she doesn't talk no. about why was, they paint over the socks so she doesn't have to take it off. But she finally takes the sock off and her own family is so disgusted by what they see. Like the toe, it looks like maybe it's just the nail that's infected, but there are bugs in this big toe. Oh, man, I don't... <laughs> Forklift foot. That's not... That's... <laughs> it's disgusting. What is... And people just eat it up. I don't understand what it is. People. I... <laughs> they just love it. Stop that. fucking watching this stuff. Honey boo-boo child. Stop. This little girl is probably actually mentally deficient. I think she may actually have a mental America, disorder. stop it. Please. I don't... I can't... I don't... I can't say any. I don't have anything to say because it's so bad. I think they get $20,000 an episode. Of course though. they do. Yeah, so. They're fucking rich. They make enough got, to you live got, better than what they do. You've got forklift foot and a fat, loud child. You're rich. They made Congratulations, you're a millionaire. <laughs> spaghetti with a tub, like a pound of like Betty Crocker butter or whatever, <sighs> and a bottle of ketchup. What state? I don't remember. It's just like too bizarre. Ozarks, like Appalachian, like that kind of... <laughs> I don't know if it's that far gone, but rural or in the city, it doesn't matter. We, we I don't know. Even, it's bizarre. I haven't. We shouldn't even. Like I said, on this, this is this is a this is actually a train wreck that you cannot look away from. So right. I don't want to look at it at all. Right. No. And it's probably this. We're probably late to the game. I'm sure other people have talked about this ad nauseum. So yeah. Whatever. Okay. Disgusting. Great. Well, Forklift. I'm, I'm going to go weep now. <sighs> Ketchup. Um. All right. How about another full meltdown that I had? Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Oh, my God. For- Everything's wrong with that title. Right. The title says it all. You'd think the title says it all. But uh, these people had some more to say about it. Normally, I do a Netflix pick. This is a Redbox pick. God. This is reviews on Redbox of the film Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Five stars out of five. As a dog lover and owning eight Chihuahuas, our family has loved Alla to the series Keep Coming. They are the best. <laughs> I tell mine they have the hearts of a Chihuahua warrior. And since they only loved Alet of the series, did they not love all of it? Yeah, I don't know. A Chihuahua warrior? She tells her... First of all, she owns eight Chihuahuas. Can you imagine that noise? I assume it's a she. And that smell? I mean, yes. And no. And oh my God. (laughs) Eight Chihuahuas. Whom she tells they have the hearts of Chihuahua warriors. What is a Chihuahua warrior? Chihuahuas are feisty. Have you ever seen them compared to like big dogs, which people are actually afraid of? Chihuahuas are like vicious. They are very territorial, and they they will yap. I don't think they're actually very dangerous, but they they they. No, they're not because they're tiny and gross. Yeah, they're just tiny gross dogs, but they are very loud and annoying. They're in between a sewer rodent and a mammal, which is a <laughs> ma- which is also a mammal. I realize, but shut up. Five stars. Great movie. My daughter loved it so much she pretended to be a dog for a while. Uh, That was written by Redbox user Hungry Taco. Redbox user Clinton123 says, uh, no stars for this one. Apparently they couldn't figure out that you also had to give it a rating. A good kid's tape with Harmer and Fun. (laughs) With what? Harmer. (laughs) H-A-R-M-O-R. It's a good kid's tape. Clinton one two three. I, I'm guessing that means that the last time that they had any understanding of technology was in the Clinton era. Yeah, when tapes were. It's a, a thing. kid's tape. It's a kid's tape. You understand? <laughs> All right. Counterpoint. One star review. 
slow and boring. Should have stopped after BHC2. There's an acronym. Oh, my God. <laughs> BHC. See, here, I don't know what's more depressing. The fact that they have these reviews... Or if in that negative review, the person has watched one and two. And thought they were like, it's not like Harry Potter. Like, it's not that you should have stopped after one. Like, there's no. <laughs> the fact that they even had a fan base large enough to make three Beverly Hills Chihuahua Lots of movies. Five, these are just a few. Lots of five-star reviews for this thing, which is fine. I'm, I'm not, hoping at the end of this that you reveal to me that you've watched it and loved it. I, I have not dipped into Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. <laughs> I dip into the Netflix pick often because yeah. it's free. Yeah. It costs me only time. Um, five stars. Gorge Lopez is so funny. <laughs> Gorge Lopez. <laughs> five stars. We watched it three times. Hilarious when Chloe was playing piano. <laughs> what? I can only imagine Guessing that. Guessing the dog plays. is playing a piano. Yeah. Five star review to the point. OMG. That's the, the whole review. Uh, another five-star review. Just how in the heck did they get those dogs to do all that? Amazing. <laughs> another five-star review, this time written by Redbox user Doggy Mama. Doggy Mama? Doggy Mama. Excuse oh. me. My dogs loved it. That's why I rented it. <laughs> <laughs> You're what? <laughs> <laughs> How? How yeah. does anyone know? What? Yeah, that person needs to have some emotional support. No, they need to be. They need to buy soaps. They need to be Darwined out of existence yeah. by soaps. Yeah. Survival. What of do the you fittest. think the, in the Venn diagram of people who bought soaps and people who are watching BHC three? Oh my God! I used the acronym myself. I'd say most of the people who bought soaps turned into juggalos. Oh, I was I was fortunate okay. not to follow that dark route. Okay, <laughs> we've talked about juggalos on the sh- on the putts on the podcast in the past. <laughs> what do you know about those? Well, those are bizarre humans. Okay, I think I think you're right about that. Yeah. Do you have any experiences with it? Would, do you know any, or do you have any? I don't personally know any okay. juggalo. At least no one that I know has admitted to being a juggalo. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you keep under wraps. I would think. But I think most juggalos enjoy methamphetamine as well. So okay. Yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a pretty thing. No, I would say like most straight lace sweater wearing moms and granddads probably rented Beverly Hills Chihuahua Three, probably thinking like, that their children would actually be entertained or psychotic dog lovers. The split of people who wrote reviews seems to be about fifty fifty. Yeah, um, one point five stars. Apparently, it wasn't one star. It wasn't two stars. It wasn't good enough to be two. Yeah, one point five than stars one. out of five. Very disappointing compared to the original. Straight to DVD and it shows. Predictable plot. Well, yeah, it's not. Fu- <laughs> it's not fucking Memento. It's a Chihuahua it's a movie. It's a movie about Chloe who plays a piano. Beverly Hills Chihuahua Three. The third. Yeah. No, the third. Oh. What if it's Beverly Hills Chihuahua Roman nu- like the third? <laughs> Roman numerals. Then I would I would just imagine one Chihuahua. Oh, okay. That would be a more feasible story for me if it was the third. Chloe is like a trying to strike out on her own. Yeah. She's like an up and coming dog starlet playing a dog piano. musician. A dogzician. <laughs> what else do I have here? Playboy has released its annual list of the top party schools hmm. in the country. Uh, the rankings draw from three categories: sex, sports, and nightlife. All right. 
Number one, University of – well, should I do a countdown? All right, sure. Countdown. Number 10, Ohio State. Number nine, Texas Christian. Texas Christian University, TCU? Hey, I guess, yeah. Really? And what? who compiled this list? Sex, Sports, and Nightlife. Uh, well, Play, I mean – Playboy Magazine. Really? TCU. I actually work with a woman whose daughter just started at TCU. She'll be glad to know. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Tulane. I think also a religious institution. Am I right about that? Uh, I think so. I think so. Number seven, Vanderbilt. I'm not sure if that one is or not. I know yeah. it's private. I don't. Yeah, know I think it's... it's just a private. Number six, University of Georgia. Num- now we got a bunch of state schools. You know, now we're getting into the real parties. Yeah. Although I'm sure there are plenty of real parties. I mean, if you're in the top ten, it's on. Okay. Yeah. University of Georgia. Uh, number five, University of Wisconsin. Number four, University of Texas. Number three, University of Florida. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> uh, number two, University of Southern California. Number one, University of Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. Apparently, they uh, rated a paltry 16th in sports, but were numbers two and three in sex and nightlife, respectively. And Whoa. That, and that shot them to the top of the list. I want to read you. I want to go to the University of Virginia. Apparently, the University of Virginia is not pleased. <laughs> I guess they issued some statement where they wanted to be to have their name stricken or to have their name removed from Playboy's list of top parties of they are the top party school in the country. Yeah. I was surprised Arizona didn't turn up. Didn't University of Arizona normally turn up on these sorts of lists? Does it? I don't think there's much out there. I mean, what's going on in Arizona? I think there's not much out there so people like drink and fuck all You're the right. time. You're right. If there's nothing else to do, then party. All the time. So, yeah, University of Virginia wasn't pleased. They, and I don't know. There, I, there was no follow-up to it. I guess the list just came out in the October issue, but of which I'm a subscriber. <laughs> no. That would kind of be awesome, though, I think. Yeah, I a, mean, Playboy has articles. They have articles. They're a gentleman's magazine. Playboy is like, because we have the internet now, it's like the tamest thing around at this point. It actually, I, you, it honestly is soft compared to everything that yeah. I've seen on the It's just boobs. Internet. At this point. It's boobs, maybe a little bit of leg, a little, little bit of runaway, maybe. A little bit, a little bit. But but it's not like this explicit, just disgusting pornorama that's going on on the internet. <laughs> that's my new magazine, Pornorama. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm going to found. I'm going to found that, like, like Larry Flint. <laughs> pornorama. Will's Pornorama. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see how that turns out. I hope that they don't get anywhere with that. You should not have the ability to have your name stricken. It's like, that's the list. That's the list. That's what, that's what the polls have shown. It's what the polls have shown. It's what has been evaluated by experts. You're the number one party school in America. And, but also, they're like the experts. I, wouldn't, I can't think of any more official source. It's Playboy. It's Playboy. They know what they're, they deal in sex and nightlife. I wonder how many of the women that they feature in their magazine okay. have come from Virginia or the University of Virginia. I don't know. I bet they can get a lot of college. That'd be a good thing to tabulate. Co-eds. I think I'll go tabulate that tonight. <laughs> research, of course, for research. Research. Research versus. for the podcast. Yeah. Um, sometimes I do a holiday roundup. Okay. First couple weeks of October. Uh, October 4th is Cinnamon Bun Day in Sweden. It's a good day. You like that? I like that, too. I like Cinnamon I couldn't buns. really gather a lot of information about it. I guess it's relatively new. Apparently, the whole country... Just bakes, and they eat <laughs> and they eat cinnamon buns all day. What an or cinnamon uh, what an amazing day! Everywhere you walk is going to smell delicious. Now I can't remember if it was cinnamon bun day or cinnamon roll day. Both are fabulous. I love rolls and buns. <laughs> <laughs> Podsiding. 
I love rolls and buns. <laughs> What's the difference? There's not a difference, right? I think a roll's more rolly, and a bun is more bunny. More bunny. <laughs> Just like more, I don't know, like a biscuit almost. Well, that sounded gross. Why'd you have to say that? Biscuit. <laughs> biscuit. It's biscuit day in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> October 9th, Leaf or Life Erickson Day? Leaf Erickson Day, yeah. Is it Leaf or Life? Leaf. The, really? The true, founder, the true founder of America. It's spelled Life. It's L-E-I-F, yeah. isn't it? Life. Life is L-I-E-F, or L-I-F-E. Prene- phonetically, wouldn't that be Life? Maybe it is Life Erickson. Life Erickson. I thought it was Leaf. I am Life Erickson. <laughs> Let it be known that the Vikings were here way before Christopher Columbus. Way before. And then... Like hundreds of years yeah, before, dog. The true natives were here. And too. they were in... What's crazy is they were... They went to Newfoundland. Did I get... Was that Canadian enough for you? I tried to go like... The, I tried to go like the regional pronunciation. I think you did pretty good. Yeah. I think you did pretty Newfoundland. Good. Yeah. They went there and then they just left. They went back. <laughs> Isn't that what happened basically? Like they didn't colonize or anything. They like had a village and then they left. Maybe they, they were it. like, "Fuck this, fuck this." Noise. We're going, we're back, going to back, the, back to where the motherland. We, yeah, because they're Vikings and they're awesome. Yeah, October fifteenth, Global Hand Washing Day. I'll wash my hands meticulously. Please, please that day. do. I'm really on board with this one, as you know, because I this Wednesday I went to the grocery store as I do. Mm-hmm. I got greedy. I slept in. I went a little later than I normally <laughs> do. Normally, I try to get in and out before anybody's before there. Before anybody's in there. Yeah, and everyone at the fucking grocery store was coughing and wheezing oh and sneezing and sniffling yeah. and pissing and shitting, basically. They were actually dying. I, I, I walked into Kroger, and I saw four different people shitting on the floor in Kroger. <laughs> That's what happened. They're, I mean, they're just haunched over taking shit. Just, they were just shitting on the floor in front of the, in front of the frozen <laughs> breakfasts. <laughs> I'm trying to buy a Jimmy Dean's. Like, no, there's shit on the floor. Whoa! Yeah. I think a slip Everyone is the least is of the worries. Everyone's yeah, so everybody's sick. Everybody's been sick. People, wash your hands. Good. Wash your hands. Good. Yeah. Lather right, the soap. Correctly, yeah. Yeah. 15 to 20 seconds. I want you to rinse, lather. What are the, what else people do? Scrub? What are you doing? Scrub. Uh, exfoliate. Exfoliate everything. At my job, we have toilets where the sensors, you don't have to flush them. You, you raise your hand over them. Right. People don't flush them. They don't wave their hands over it. And then they will literally... Put their hands under, they don't even have to touch a knob. This is so convenient. We have a sensor to, you know, disperse soap and water. So they don't have to touch anything but the paper towels they dry their hands off. Everything's hands-free. No soap. Splash their hand in the water, grab one towel, crumple it up, and leave. Right. And they didn't flush the toilet. And they don't. (laughs) No hands being washed. Germs. Sickness. I, um. Feces. Everywhere. Feces is, everything is covered in feces. Everything. So. How much feces is, is just in this room right now, do you think? We've had this discussion at work that feces was always on people's toothbrush. Oh, boy. <laughs> we were just like, there's definitely poo in there. You're breathing in poo. You are br- Every you time are you go rubbing, in the bathroom, you're You are poo. rubbing poo follicles into your gums. Yeah. Hey, gums, here's some shit for you. I mean, it's a good thing we have an immune system, but there's definitely poop on toothbrushes. So. I, I, it's, I'm... A, I can't hear that kind of stuff. It's bad. <laughs> you can be awake at night in a cold sweat. Well, that's every night. I can't, I, I can't even sleep at all anymore. I literally can't go to sleep. Oh, my God. I, I keep waking up in the middle of the night. I woke up like four times to go take a leak in the middle of the night. I'm decaying. My mind and my body is decaying. <laughs> that's what's happening. That's what's happening. <laughs> well, yeah, that is, that's a fair assessment. To end on, though, speaking of bathrooms. All right. 
I had occasion to be in a public bathroom myself recently. And I noticed something that I thought was odd. The urinal cake was enormous. <laughs> the urinal cake was like protruding from the urinal on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> urinal cakes, I guess, come in blocks and you cut them up. Oh. I guess. I think most of them, yeah, I see the little round cakes. No, this was not that. This was like somebody had got one of those blocks and didn't cut it down. This is like you had a urinal slab. It was like a jagged, like a stalagmite <laughs> coming out of the, or a stalactite, whatever one comes up from yeah. the ground, out of the toilet. It was an enormous urinal cake. <laughs> it just jutted out of Jutting the out of the toilet towards your area. So you can splash your urine oh, all over your butt. Urine going everywhere. <laughs> and that's probably an appropriately enough, disgusting enough thing to conclude on. All right. Um... What, what do I... Let's do the housekeeping stuff. Uh, Podsiden1.blogspot.com Plodsiden. That's... <laughs> it's when you slow it down to a screeching halt. Yeah, Plod, you Plodsiden1 at gmail.com It's actually... It's a spinoff podcast from this one where it's, it's the same <laughs> podcast, but it's in halftime. Oh. In the halftime. So it's... It, that podcast is much longer. Plodsiden. Yeah, Plodsiden.